news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Okay, I'm pumped about this season. Season three. Season three of our Destined for Greatness podcast. And we took a short break, and now we're back, and we're starting with one of my favorite people in the world, my dad. He's the best. <laughs> you know, it's funny talking about seasons and just finished Jack Ryan season two. Yes. So we're ahead of Jack Ryan. Wow. Season three. Yes. We've made it further than Jack Ryan. Yes. Has. Wow. And it's been a, about as intense as Jack it's Ryan. pretty intense. <laughs> I love it. Well, tonight, today, whenever you're listening, we are talking about marriage, which is one of our favorite topics to talk about. And there's no better person for that I have learned from than my dad. Yeah, he's the best and uh, certainly a great role model for both of us. Yes. So good. So babe, I had an idea. And (laughs) so my idea was, you know, my book, Destined for Greatness should be coming out this year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) And I was going to read an excerpt from my book because it highlights my parents. Um, It's just a short paragraph, but I thought it would kind of tee up our conversation with my dad. What do you think? Perfect. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. Sitting in the living room, my sisters and I glued to Saved by the Bell while mom was fixing dinner and we would hear the garage door go up. That was our cue. TV went off and we all ran to the garage door to greet dad. My mom wanted everyone to feel welcome in our home especially our dad. This was one of the many reasons we showed it. Today, if you come into our home, my children are expected to greet visitors at the front door, walk them to the door when they leave, and most importantly, when we hear that garage door go up, we all run to the door and welcome Adam home from his day. It's what I was taught, and it's what I carry on. There are a million other things that I have learned from watching my parents lead our home growing up. Through these experiences, they pointed me in the right direction. From date nights to the nighttime chats, they put each other first. The way they hold hands and try to gross us out by kissing each other in the kitchen. It was our normal, and we loved it. It gave us security, acceptance, and love, knowing the two of them were so deeply in love. My parents are marriage experts, pointing my sisters and I in the right direction for our future. They led by example. What do you think, babe? You know, I love it. And it is, (laughs) I drive 60 miles, Mm -hmm. um, my commute. Yeah. And so to come home and as soon as that garage door (laughs) does open up and uh, that door, garage door opens wide open into the house and all the kids and you run out, it's uh, always something that makes that drive worth doing. (laughs) I'm so glad. I think it's something so special for our family to do, but it's such an easy thing to do to allow you 
to know how much we've missed you and how excited we are to have you come in. And I think the kids, like we've gotten into this thing where who can kiss dad first. So we play tricks on each other. Like, you know, Hey, I'll say like, Hey, why don't you guys go upstairs and make your beds? And cause I'll hear the garage door go up and they're like, we're not falling for that. And try to race me to see you. But I would say too, you do the same for me. Like if I'm coming back from the grocery store or doing something like you come out to help me and it's huge. Cause it's just kind of like, Hey, we're in this together. And I love that. Yeah. And I also think that it's always a good separator for me when kind of coming home, mm-hmm. kind of in work mode, doing phone calls and, and thinking about work. And then at that moment, it is you shift to, to family life. Mm-hmm. And, I love uh, it. And it's a good reminder and a good good way to start it. Yeah, I love that so much. So um, my dad I just grew up knowing my parents' love was so deep for each other. And you know what, babe? I thought it was normal the way that they interacted at home, the way, you know, my dad dotes on my mom and my mom is, you know, very intentional with her relationship with my dad. And I just thought that was marriage. And now that I'm 40, hello, 40, (laughs) um, I'm realizing that's not how everybody grew up. And so I've had so many people in my lifetime tell me how special my parents are and how they look up to them for guidance or, um, you know, different marriage tips and tricks. And um, I realize now how special it was that I got that up close and personal view. And you and I have had that for, you know, 20 years of being together, really getting to see that from our dating life to now. And I just think it's super cool. Yeah, you know, we owe a lot to him and uh, both of your parents, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm excited to to hear about what he's going to talk about and, yeah. and diving into to what makes their relationship so great. Yeah, I tried to get my mom on too, and she said no. <laughs> but I am her favorite son-in-law. Yeah, probably. that is. She didn't say no to that. No, she doesn't say no. She does love you best. <laughs> you know, I mean, and... You know, I'm their favorite daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of we're like the favorites, I guess. So, yeah. You know, what's fun about the podcast is we can say whatever we want and we can air it out to all of our listeners. And my sisters can't do anything about it. And their husbands can't do anything about it either. So we win. We're first. (laughs) Just kidding. But really, when I think about marriage, I think about my parents just being so instrumental. Growing up, they actually had um, marriage gosh, I don't know what it was, classes or something where couples, premarital counseling, I guess, um, couples would come over to our house at night, they would put us to bed and then they'd work through like six weeks or something with a couple before they were getting ready to get married. And so marriage has always been important. And I believe, and I know you believe too, that it's the foundation to our life together. I mean, God, and then you and I, and I think that, um, just gives our kids such security and knowing and already today, when we put our kids to bed, we pray for their future spouses out loud so they can hear it, that they're a godly person who are intentional with them and love them. And I think our kids hearing those prayers nightly, um, will start setting them up to know the things to look for in a spouse. So I think this episode is super special. You know, I'm crazy for my dad. And so I'm getting the world to get to hear his point of view and what he says about marriage is really special. So enjoy. Well, it is such a gift for me to have my dad, Harry Lowry, on our Destined for Greatness podcast. Hey, Dad. 
Hey, how are you, Sarah? <laughs> hey, I'm just so happy that you are going to be on our podcast so all of our listeners can just hear how awesome you are and all the words of wisdom that you're going to share today. Well, I've got somebody fooled, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, you know, it's no surprise to people who know you that um, you have just this secret magic touch, and it carries on from your marriage to your um, parenting to your grandparenting to your friends. There's just something so extra special about you. And so today we're going to dive in to marriage because Marriage is so extremely important if you're married. Um, in this day and age, there's a lot of things trying to pull marriages apart. And so the gift that you've given Adam and I, as well as, you know, Megan and Jenny and their marriages is um, just your, you know, the way you've done it, you've led by example. And so I really want to dive into that today. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So let me start by anybody who knows my dad knows just how friendly and amazing and encouraging and awesome you are. Um, so I want to know, have you always been this outgoing type of personality growing up? Were you the one that would encourage people on the football team and all this? Or has this been the person you've grown into? No, I think uh, probably in my humble opinion, uh, I've always been really outgoing mm -hmm. and uh, welcoming to people. Uh, don't know how or why I think it's, uh, uh, God's work in me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, uh, I'm, I'm just blessed to have that as, as one of my attributes, I yeah. guess. I love that. So you and mom rock marriage, like uh, rock it. It's one of these things that I didn't realize how lucky I was growing up to have just an up close view and witness you guys just constantly pouring into each other in your marriage until now as an adult realizing all the tools that I learned from you and mom that I'm able to bring into my marriage. Um, but a lot of people haven't been able to have that, or maybe they've had great parents, but you know, the marriage wasn't the number one priority. So I want to ask you yeah. who, who has been your example as, as you've, you know, been married were your parents super loving to, towards each other? Was marriage a big conversation at your house? Or um, who was your example of a loving marriage and relationship? You know, marriage never really came up too much in the family conversations as I was growing up. But I could see my parents had a great deal of love for each other and respect for each other. And um, I admired that. Mm -hmm. And I still admire it to this day. And I don't know that I really tried to pattern after that, but uh, I, I know how much I admired it and how, how much I saw it in them. And like you said, even, even then, I uh, didn't see it so much in some other couples. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I wanted my life and my uh, marriage to be a, a happy and a productive one. Yeah. I love that. One of the things I love about you, Dad, is you're very, very intentional with your words and where you spend your time. And I think that's a really big thing, um, especially this day and age with, you know, being able to be pulled everywhere in so many different directions. You never allowed that to get in the way of your marriage or the family. How do, how do you do that? Well, you know, uh, really looking back on it, it was just such a, a gift from God that I had this 
family, a wonderful wife, in my opinion, uh, three <laughs> healthy uh, girls that, uh, you know, I was, I was blessed to have in my life. And I wanted to share everything I could with them, not only from the outside, but from the inside of my heart, just mm -hmm. to let them see what it was really, you know, what I really valued. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, uh, it just came, it just came, came naturally. Out. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. One of the big things about you, dad, that I love that I think has really just helps people fall in love with you, but just something so natural about you is you're so transparent with how you feel. And I think in marriage, um, words of affirmation are a big part of growing closer to each other. And it was never, I mean, every single day you would tell mom, you know, how beautiful she was, how much she meant to you, um, how proud you were of her, how hardworking she was. And so it grew up, um, you doing that same thing to us. And so those were the expectations when we met people um, and dated them, that that was the expectation. We saw how you treated mom. Therefore, when we were looking for a spouse, that's what we were looking for. And I think that was a huge piece of it. Um, just your transparency. I feel like whatever's on your heart, you truly say out loud. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's no reason to keep a secret because it, it's, it's, it needs to be shared. When you have love and you are blessed enough to have someone that loves you uh, in return, that is one of the greatest gifts you can you could ever have. And mm -hmm. I've always felt like, you know, even early on in marriage, I mean, early on, even in even in dating period in that period, which is really difficult to do. And I'm sure it is today, too. But I always felt like if your mom was jealous of another woman somewhere, that was my fault. Mm -hmm. That was my fault. And I needed to. I needed to make your mom see and know in her heart of hearts that she was the ultimate woman in my life and mm -hmm. there was no competition anywhere else. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said growing up, well, marriage is a 50 50 thing. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden it changed over and it was, well, you got to give 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, yeah, that's all true. But, you know, I feel like if you give, 200% toward the person that you're in love with, 200% of what you would expect from them back to you, mm -hmm. you'll never be wrong. Yeah. You, you just always, always put yourself second or third in the line. You've got mm -hmm. God, then you've got your, your wife, your mate, mm -hmm. your husband, whatever the case is. And then you've got yourself. Yeah. yeah. And if, you, you take care of them in that order as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that by putting God first, you end up getting his blessings, right? putting your spouse second or uh, certainly ahead of yourself. Mm -hmm. Then they feel that intensity and that love that you have for them and they give it back. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a good thing that you've taught us too. And um, let me ask you as far as expectation, because I feel like a lot of times people, you know, expect to feel it or give it when really, you know, sometimes you have to give it 
when you don't feel it too, you know? Exactly. How, exactly. how do you maneuver that? Like, you know, the days that you're just like, oh, you're kind of driving me crazy. But you, I feel like even when mom drives you crazy or you drive her crazy, there's still no question about where you yeah. stand. No, no question at all. And, and uh, laughter mm-hmm. is another, so such a valuable tool in love mm-hmm. that if indeed uh, either one of us gets on one another's nerves, and that happens from time to time, it's natural, normal right. and natural. It's not something that you should look at and say, ooh, oh, my, my uh, relationship's scarred. It's not like somebody else's because you cannot compare what you feel on the inside to what somebody else looks like mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. That'll never work. That'll yeah. never, you'll never get there. So I think it's so important to bring that laughter in. And when, again, back to when we get on each other's nerves, <laughs> to make a little joke about it. Yeah. Like, you are driving me <laughs> crazy. You know? And then you can laugh about it. And then it's not so bad. Yeah. You know? Yes. I love that. And I think you made up, a, you made a great point earlier that if mom was jealous, it was your fault. Or if Absolutely. she was, je- or if you were jealous, it was her fault. Because, and you know, I think Adam and I do that too. Like there's no reason for the other person not to feel like the most important person in a room. And that's our job as you know, each individual to bring to the marriage that I want to make certain that Adam feels like the king of the house. I want him to feel like the king of the room. I want him to feel like I have no other eyes but for him. But, you know, this day and age, like, you know, or I think always probably like people can become flirtatious and that's a dangerous path to, you know, walk on. And it's like, you can be friendly, but your spouse needs to know that they are number one, no questions asked. I love that. All the time and every day, you know, the old saying, the grass is always greener on the other side Mm -hmm. of the fence. Mm -hmm. Well, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence because something's on that side pooping and making it grow. (laughs) Okay. So the other side of the fence is not necessarily where we want to be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I would say that that's been something I think so true that I never growing up questioned the way you and mom felt about each other. I never worried. Um, there was never any sort of negative conversations or anything that we saw. Did you protect us from things or would you say overall it's been fairly easy? Uh, no, it's not been easy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I'm an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I'm coming up on 26 years sobriety. Yes, okay. That's awesome. If I don't drink, if I don't drink today, I've got a better shot of making it, you know, (laughs) but at any rate, uh, your mom stuck by me and protected you all from, from that. Now Mm -hmm. I, I never, I've never struck your mother. I've never done anything like that. She is, she is my rock Mm -hmm. and, uh, I am her rock. And so she protects me and I protect her mm-hmm. against any harm from the outside. And really, one of the greatest harms is for your children to be disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And that just crushes me mm-hmm. when I think that might happen. So I take steps to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it does happen, then I go to that 
go to one of you girls and say, hey, what's going on? What yeah. do you think? Yeah. 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 Why do you think why do you think that I did this? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't because I was upset with you. It wasn't anything like that. It's what you perceived it to be. Right. Right. Dad, I remember one time. Um, I'm sure you remember this. I was out in like Coweta, Oklahoma. So it's like, what, 30 miles from yeah, our house. Yeah. And, um, my car door got stuck in the mud. Like, you know, yep. when you open the car door and yep. instead of going forward, I right. reversed backwards and took the door off the car and yeah. Yeah. I had somebody hold it the whole 30 miles home. Cause I, didn't know what else to do and I'll never forget how mad you were at me and I think that was like the one time you got so mad at me but I remember you saying kind of exactly what you said is you know I am so mad right now but the reason is is because I'm so scared something could have happened to you something could have hurt you and I think it was that like I knew when you came outside I was in deep trouble like I could tell but then when you sat me down and said the reason is, is because I love you so much. And I was so scared that something terrible could have happened. Had you, have you had thought about this a little bit more? And I think that to be true with like the way we perceive each other as husband and wife is sometimes we see them, you know, thinking, but we don't know, like, we don't know the story that they're telling themselves. And so having that open communication and that's something that you and mom have been really good at is always communicating with each other and then in turn communicating with us anything that is going on within the family. Yeah. Well, you know, nobody is a mind reader. Right. And so we've all got our own mind going on and games going on in there all the time. Mm-hmm. And unless you communicate that verbally where someone else can hear it mm-hmm. and take it into their mind then they have no idea what you're thinking. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and we all tell ourselves stories of this is what happened. Can you talk to us a little bit about communication with you and mom, um, how, how it's grown over the years, and obviously being married for so long now. How long have you guys been married? Uh, 44 years, 44 I believe. 44 years. Yeah, um, that yeah. you probably do know a lot of what each other are thinking, but I would be interested to know um, how the communication, like, what are the must-haves in communication? What would you tell us as we're, you know, growing in our marriages, you must communicate, um, and, and how best to do that? Well, first and foremost, as I said earlier, there are no secrets. Mm-hmm. There are no secrets. Mm-hmm. And what <clears throat> what I'm feeling, uh, your mom needs to know. Mm-hmm. And what she's feeling, I need to know. And that's the first part of communications to make the make your spouse aware and let them know how you feel otherwise right. like i said they can't they can't read your mind right. they don't know what's going on you know and early on uh, mom and i would uh we had a kind of a strange way of of arguing mm-hmm. arguing being in an argument right. arguing yeah uh i remember one time when uh i'll make this quick we were we were watching tv in our bedroom and I went in to shave or brush my teeth and so on and so forth. And the door was, I left the door open Mm -hmm. and your mom was sitting there in bed and the weather was on, which you know is very important to me, the weather. (laughs) And I, all of a sudden she looked in there, she was talking about something and she looked in and I kind of looked in the mirror and just kind of tilted my head and gave it a frown. Well, she (laughs) thought that, 
oh, and I came out, and she says, well, I'm sorry. I was talking during your precious weather report. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I mean, that's fine. And she goes, well, then how come you acted like this? And I said, I acted like that because I couldn't get my hair down right. <laughs> so, again, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can't read something from somebody else. Right. You need to hear it from them. And by the same token, you need to give them what's on your mind. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, what would you say to somebody? Because I've had lots of friends talk to me about, I try to tell my husband what I'm feeling, but then he thinks it's ridiculous. What do you say to that? Well, there are a lot of things I've told your mom that she thinks ridiculous. That's for sure. (laughs) Maybe not my feelings, but I think sincerity Mm-hmm. Is something you need, you really need to share. And if you're trying to share something and your spouse isn't, isn't getting it, mm-hmm. then you need to look them in the face and have them look at you and say, this is real. Mm-hmm. This is really what I'm feeling. I don't know if it's right or wrong and it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. That is not even a question. Mm-hmm. It's not whether you justify it or not. It's what I feel in my heart. And it's what I have to get off my chest and you need to listen to it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you give 200% to that individual, 200% of what you want back, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you'll never be wrong. Yeah. So uh, now I got to say some guys are not, you know, we kind of miss the boat sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't, we don't really. Uh, get the emotional part of it. And mm-hmm. honestly, you girls can be pretty emotional, you know? <laughs> um, so it's just a matter of time where you eventually kind of pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, uh, they say, you know, marriage is not easy and it's not because you're trying to, you're trying to grow together mm-hmm. and you're two individuals starting out and it just takes time and patience and love and sharing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all you can do. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's all you've got. Yeah, so. I love that. So what would you say if you could pinpoint the keys to a healthy, fulfilling marriage? Because here's the deal. Like, we all want to be happy, right? But that's happy's a feeling. But to be, have a right. fulfilling marriage would make you yeah. happy, but there's also so much purpose behind it. What are the keys, Dad, to a fulfilling marriage? I think number one, foremost and far away, is your relationship with your Lord. Mm-hmm. Secondly, is communication. Mm-hmm. You have got to communicate. Um, if you can picture uh, just a temporary wall right here in front of you, right, and the person that you're trying to communicate is on the other side of that wall, mm-hmm. okay, you can't see them. Right. You have no idea how they're feeling. They may be frowning. They may be, you know, mad or whatever, but unless you can communicate, and if you don't communicate, you've got a wall between mm-hmm. you. You have to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that was the, that's the main thing. You know, mm-hmm. there was early on, we had, uh, some issues with, with some family members that, mm-hmm. uh, weren't particularly, uh, fond of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I looked at it and I said, you know, they're not, it's not that they're not fond of me. They are just really 
watching out for Sally. Mm -hmm. And in their mind, I'm not right for her. Right. Where in her mind, I was exactly right for her. And so instead of me getting upset with them, Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, I need to love my children like they're loving her. Mm, thank you God. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And, and, and you need to share that, and you need to do that. And right now with you, with, with children mm-hmm. <clears throat> under the teens, uh, not in the teen years yet, this is when you have to really hone in on it mm-hmm. because the emotions particularly – well, I'm not going to say just the girls, but that's mm-hmm. all my experience was. <laughs> but right. the emotions run rampant from mm-hmm. one end to the other. And just because they roll their eyes and go, doesn't mean. <laughs> Me, never. Doesn't mean that you're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. it means that they're not able to get out of their heart and their mind and their mouth what they're really feeling and right. why they're feeling that way. Yeah. Back to communications. I love that you understand that and so that we could roll our eyes and make a face at you and you understood that actually meant that we loved you. So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think about the patience that you and mom have had with us over the years. And I know mom said before, you know, some of the hardest parenting is parenting adult kids, you know, because we are doing our own thing and there's probably so many times you guys want to step in, but what you've done so well, so many things you and mom have done well, but is just the example of continuously loving each other. You're patient with each other. You're always kind, like always putting each other first and always lifting each other up. You know, you hear about people saying um, the way you know a good friend is if they lift you up when you're not in the room. And that's certainly what you do. And, you know, one of the things I love, too, is that you still chase her around the house like you still are (laughs) madly in love with her. And I think that's just a lesson to us. You know, Adam and I always say our goal is to gross our kids out. And so um, because we want them, there's so much security when you see your parents crazy for each other that gives a child. And I believe, too, that it it gave me and Jenny and Megan the confidence to be the people that we are today because of the way you guys love each other. And so the byproduct of a healthy marriage is a beautiful family, you know, and then grandkids and all of that stuff. So I just love that you share. I could always have you on my podcast, just sharing your heart. Um, people, well, you'd probably, you, if you did, you'd probably start losing some listeners. Believe me. Uh, well, the only reason I, I'm actually really proud of you. You didn't say a cuss word. So that's good <laughs> because uh, I, do, I, do, I can, I can do that. I know. I you can yeah. do that. You know, um, for our listeners to know that um, my dad, they call the kids call him Papa Newt and they're always saying Papa Newt, like he needs to learn to not use naughty words. And so um, <laughs> anyways, and you've taught our kids a few naughty words. So but it, it's, well, you know, yeah, that's all right. But dad, I just so appreciate you. I believe so much in marriage. And I believe everything that you've you know, taught us has been good. And you and mom have been such an example. So thank you so much for your time today. And I just know that your voice will ring true to so many of our listeners who are working on their marriages um, day in and day out. So thank you so much. I am so honored and delighted that you thought enough of me to ask me to be on the, on the podcast with you. And I'm, I'm delighted. And, and as always, even when you were, you know, a little one, uh, if you need something, you let me know. <laughs> Communicate. Communicate. All right. I love you, Dad. I love you, sweetheart. Okay. You have the best of days. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Sarah Noose. 
and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranews.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.